Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag NFL. Mahomes in the shotgun, fakes it to Edwards Hilaire, sprints to the right side, he's throwing it long, throwing it long, he's got Tyreek Hill over the shoulder, touchdown, Kansas City! Five receivers, McCoy back to throw, pressure coming, sacked by Reddick and he forced the fumble, that's his fifth sack of the day, waiting to see who recovered it, but man, Hassan Reddick has owned the New York Giants here today. Going to run Henry at right guard. Big hole. 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, end zone. The Yuli Bulldozer. Touchdown, Titan! This time he slipped the ball off inside. And it's Sanders breaking free. 50, 40, 30, 20, 10, 5, touchdown! Miles Sanders! You're not going to catch him. They 82 yards. Second and five at the 47. Roethlisberger takes a shotgun snap. Going to throw it. Fires it. Is picked off. Intercepted by Terran Johnson in midfield. Running down the right sideline. He's going to score. He's going to score. Touchdown, Buffalo. Touchdown, Terran Johnson. Highlights from the day in the NFL. Terran Johnson, a former Weber State Wildcat with a game-changing play. The Steelers were undefeated. Now suddenly they got two losses. And it's the Chiefs with the inside track to the one seed in the AFC. Uh, heard early on there, uh, the Chiefs, they beat the Dolphins. Uh, Eric Rowe, one of the three picks that the Dolphins had on Mahomes. Not perfect, but good enough again. What is this? The Mention all the former Utah players? Not even close. I got way more than that if you need. <laughs> Who cares? It's about these teams playing. Yeah, the Chiefs has the inside track to the Super Bowl. You can take whatever seed you want. I'm fine with whatever seed they have. It's about getting to the big game, and they're the best team in the AFC, and they have the best chance. Steelers have no run game. They just cannot run the ball. You just They've got to throw it. You know they got to throw it. And that was a long night for the Pittsburgh offense. Yeah, I think the Buffalo Bills, though, they're an emerging team. It's yeah. good to see Josh Allen. Do we do the conference next? After yeah, we go hit it. Go ahead. Guys? Wyoming Cowboys. <laughs> Hello. I never got into that after they leave. Uh, it's about where they played when they were in college. After they go, they go. But uh, Josh Allen and the Bills, they're looking pretty doggone good. They really controlled that game. They, they got to the uh, – I think they gave up an early score to the Steelers. But by halftime, you knew where that game was headed. The uh, Steelers were clearly in trouble. The Cardinals, uh, this is what they've been doing, PK. Hassan Reddick had to, you heard the, the highlight there. He had five sacks. The Cardinals beat the Giants 26-7. Are they a playoff team? Aren't they a playoff team? Bouncing around the, uh, the last wild card spot there, and that, that win gave him a big boost. Back well, they are right there. now with yeah. Minnesota losing. Those two uh, are fighting it out, and the Bucks got the best of them. Uh, so right now, anyway, with what, three games to go? Is that where yep. we're at? Yep. Uh, they have the uh, one-game lead. And there's other teams involved in there. Also, it's not just those two. The Bears are now involved at uh, at six and seven. Where they're one of the teams that uh, the Bears and the Vikings are a game behind the Cardinals. For whole, about the, the skins, last. aren't the skins there too? The wa- yes, uh, Washington is six and seven, and those would be yeah. PK's Washington Pigskins. 
somehow Blake didn't know you wanted to rename the team Pigskins so you could call it Skins, but he signed off on that as a everybody does as a longtime WFT fan. If you would patent it, we could make money. <laughs> Washington four straight wins now. They were two and seven. Can they go two and one down the stretch? Win two out of three, and then you wouldn't have a division champ with a losing record. Sure. Yeah. They, they got to play the Seahawks next, so obviously yeah. they'd be an underdog there. But uh, the Panthers and Eagles Giants to finish it off. Yeah. Um, Smith uh, hurt his leg, so we'll have to see how that is for the Skins. Yeah, they said he could have played. They're saying it's a yeah. calf strain, but it's the leg that he had all the surgeries on that was hurt so badly that you know the documentary we've all seen now. And then what do we make of the Eagles? They had the most impressive win of the day. That was totally shocking to me. The Saints defense had been about less than 10 points a game over the last five games, and they give up 17 in the second quarter. The more stunning thing is they hadn't given up a 100-yard rusher in almost three years, and they had two of them. They didn't know how to handle Jalen Hurts on the run, obviously. Hurts gets his first NFL start and gets the win. Threw the ball well enough. The BYU fans, you've got to blame the Sacramento Kings now. Because remember when Jimmer was stumbling, it was all about, well, he's at a crappy organization, blah, blah, blah. So <laughs> We can't pass the Saints off as a crappy the organization. The Saints are 10-2, no, no, sorry. But what we do is we blame the offensive line. We blame the referees. Oh, we blame the it's receivers. It's Sean Payton's fault. Got hey, it. hey, the old line. The old line didn't back the block side on that fourth down fumble. Yeah. I mean, it really showed. I mean, that backside got away from him. He was rolling away. That should have never happened. I, I got to give BYU fans credit, not all of them, but a, you know, a decent percentage, they may have the most loyalty to their guys making it of any fan base that I'm aware of. Because when they make it and then they struggle, they come up with excuses as to why. Now, the, the, the Saints put zero points on through two quarters. Yeah. And, and Hill has, had, has a fumbling issue. But uh, much like Jimmer, it, it's everybody else's fault. Hey, he was 28 to 38 for 291. It was. Uh, you got to go one in the there. second half, yeah. yeah. Raiders lost and are fading out of the playoff race here. They're in trouble after a 44 27 loss to the Colts. They fired their defensive coordinator, Paul Gunther. He's out. Rod Marinelli will now be the interim DC. And yeah, it doesn't seem like the name Rod Marinelli has been <laughs> in the NFL for like 30 years. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't know him if he walked in my room, but I, I, I certainly know the name. Rod Marinelli. Sure. Yep, yep. Defensive guy, NFL. <laughs> he is 71 years old. Yeah. So that's why you think okay, he's been around years. for a long time. There you time. go. Yeah, right. Rod Marinelli. Probably longer than 30. And by the way, that's the former Utah State Aggie, Rod Marinelli, just in case you're wondering. Oh, I, my, my guess is he's about the former 50 things. <laughs> you're right. He was at Utah State in the late 70s and early 80s. You can claim him. He's a Sun Devil, 92, 93, 94, assistant head coach and yeah, D-line coach. Where, maybe that's where I go. Although that's, the, those were dark years. <laughs> the 90s? The early 90s sucked? Yeah, I mean, that, that, uh, that team down south used to give us competition. Uh, you remember him maybe when he was the Lions head coach for three years, too. So, But but you're right about the 30 years thing. I think he coached my kids' Pop Warner team. Between the uh, the Pac-12, he, you know him because he's at like three Pac-12 schools. So, yeah, he's been around. Uh, Monday Night Football, it's the Ravens and the Browns. Ah, division grudge match tonight. Plenty at, uh, plenty at stake in this one as well. The Browns have... Um, have now gotten to 9-3, and three, and they are now just one game behind the Steelers in the loss column. 
With three weeks, well, three and a half weeks to go because you're going to play this week, obviously. Ravens are seven and five, and they are just scrapping now to get the last wild card down the stretch here. Um, right now, uh, they're on the outside looking in, so they need the W. Get the eight and five and tie the Dolphins. So, high stakes tonight. DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Throw it out to the flat to his favorite target, Dax Milne, and the touchdown for BYU. Play action. Wilson into the end zone. Touchdown, Isaac Rex. Second TD pass for Zach and a PAT to try and tie it. Wilson into the end zone, and it is hauled in for the touchdown. Isaac Rex laying out for the score. Win number 10 for BYU. They beat San Diego State 28-14. Zach Wilson throws for his 300 yards. He gets his three touchdowns. Everyone hugs. And now they're off to Florida, PK. UCF, baby. Boca Raton, hello. Well, the first uh, on the on the game, man. Uh, they played well enough to win, but it was maddening for San Diego State. Three drives, not even counting the interception one that, that they had that Jensen had for the Cougars. Three deep, long drives, and they come away with zero points. You know, normally you see that maybe once, maybe twice, but three. Uh, so they won the ball game. That's all that matters. And the bowl game, you know, they got to take what they're given. But I'm underwhelmed. And I know we're supposed to be cheerleaders, uh, but. You're playing, and, and Central Florida has a pedigree, I'll give them that. But they played three decent teams this year, and they're 0-3. Now, all the three teams that hit, uh, ahead of them, they're playing the, you're always playing the fourth-place team in the AAC. For a 10-1 and team, that's not good enough. But the bowl is what they brokered to get all this other stuff when they went independent. So it's right, not. they got to take what they can get, and the, yeah. the fact that they have a game is great. But I wanted a P5. I wanted a good P5. I wanted a better test, and I'm not getting it. You are with the rest of uh, Cougar Nation when you say all that stuff, but didn't you always think it was a long shot? I mean, most of those games with the Power Fives are versus other Power Fives. Power Fives yeah, don't want to play. Not this year. Not this year. This year's all. I did wonder screwy. if there'd be a scramble. Yeah. There I understand enough, what you're saying generally, but this an, year is different. There's enough games that have been canceled, and there's yeah. enough teams saying they right. won't take games. I did wonder if somewhere it would end up screwy where a league would have seven bids and only have four teams that wanted to play, because I don't think we've heard the last of teams saying I don't want to go to bowl games. Well, we saw the Mountain West pick up an extra bowl game yesterday, so that's already some evidence of this being... No, there, there's going to be plenty of teams. I mean, I, if I'm Utah... I, I don't well, what's the point I mean, really I, a lot I, of these teams what's the point it comes down to what Krzyzewski said and it didn't sound good coming out of Krzyzewski because he's won so much and this year he's already lost two non-conference home games but you know I think as this as the pandemic goes on we all have to allow for adjustments and early on the players really wanted to play to the point that we had players writing letters to governors saying hey what can we do to play here we really want to play but now I think we're hearing more and more that, you know, the fatigue of the apartment to the complex, to the apartment to the complex, the apartment to the complex, and over months of this, for some teams back to June, not for all, but for some, and now you're getting to the holidays, <clears throat> and one more game isn't that important. The season was important, but after playing anywhere from three to 11 games, and with the holidays coming, some guys would much rather go home. And if you go home, then you got a quarantine. So, yeah, they really wanted to play a few months ago, and now they're really over it. 
And that's not every player probably, but I think it's a lot of them. And I think that's why Boston College and Virginia and Pitt and somebody else. who Stanford. Are, Stanford, yes, Stanford. Uh, there are at least four schools that I've heard that just don't want to go to a bowl game. And there's probably more than that. And LSU put themselves on a self-imposed ban, but they're three and five, I think. So Four and five. Four and five now because they had the big win over uh, Florida. So, yeah, there's probably more teams ready to pass, too. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. Second and three. Jordan, 147 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Jake Bentley, slow start, played better later in the game, 240 yards passing. He threw a couple of touchdown passes, and the Utes down 21-10. I would have bet anything at that moment that Colorado wasn't finishing with 21 points, and the Utes score 28 in a row to end the game and win going away, 38-21. They really took control of that thing in the second half. Well, that was a classic Flavio win. Flavio is my new nickname for Kyle with the long hair. Flavio. I talked to him about it. He has designs on being Tom Petty. He's serious about this. He's serious? <laughs> what he told me. I'm going to go find out what he told me. Yeah, I probably ought to go by that. So, uh, I mean, he's joking a little bit. But, uh, yeah, this was a classic Utah win. It's good to see them get, get off the snide a little bit. But I didn't truly believe in Colorado, as the Colorado writer had that we said on Friday. They, they played all the bottom teams in the division uh, that were picked uh, around where they were. They didn't, they didn't play the teams uh, that were picked in the top, and they get one, and they lose, and they lose in convincing fashion. And they had an injury, a devastating injury to the linebacker, their best player, and felt bad for him. He was crying. He knew he was done, yada, yada, all that stuff. That always sucks no matter what the situation is. Uh, but the formula and foundation of Utah's program except for that punt return, was on big display. This is, this is the way they win. So they gave up some, uh, some big, big plays in the passing game and then tightened the act up uh, later in the game and got away with some of them early. I mean, they gave up a long one and then immediately got a turnover right after that early in the game. And they gave up the long touchdown pass the first play in the third quarter. And now they're going to play Washington State, and i got to admit I'm intrigued by this. Are they going to give up? Big pass plays to Washington sure. State. Washington State's defense, uh, the Utah offense ought to have a good day. The Washington State defense hasn't – they played three games and they've had major issues. If you're giving up 300 yards passing to the quarterback and 100 yards to a running back, which they did in each of the first two games, and then giving up 28 points to USC in the first quarter, you haven't had a good game yet. Well, you know, Washington State has no interest in being in this game. I mean, they're making – the best thing about it is that it's in the morning – so they can get home at a decent hour. I mean, I, I, they, they should have just had games within the division. They should be playing UC Los Angeles. I know you said ASU, but I disagree with you there. The, the I'd take either one over this one. The two best teams right now besides SC are Utah and UCLA. And maybe it's ASU, but they haven't played enough. I mean, they played, what, three games? I mean, that's ridiculous. So... 
uh, Washington State's in the same boat. And 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 and, and they did with uh, get a load of this with uh, the Sun Devils, and uh, they're going to play Oregon State. Oregon State, I think, is going to play seven games, five of which are at home. The Devils play four, only one at home, and let's put it at 8.30, 7.30 uh, Pacific Coast time in in uh, Corvallis on a Saturday night. They couldn't have made it in Tempe where you probably have a shot to have better weather. What the hell are they thinking? No idea. I got nothing. Who gives a flying you-know-what? <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know how else to say it, man. <laughs> put it in Tempe. Why does Corvallis, why does Oregon State get another home game? <laughs> I know. Tempe, baby. It's December. Where do you want to be, Oregon or Arizona? You make the call. I only get one home game out of the four, yeah, and the season's been all mutilated. Get it over with already. After they play a few more games on Fox and ESPN and collect a few more checks. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Utah State formally announcing the hire of former Arkansas head coach, Arkansas State head coach Blake Anderson. We're gonna have a press conference at 11 a.m. today. He met the team yesterday. They put some stuff out on social media, and of course, all this overshadowed by the president. What did she say on a Zoom call to the players, and what references were there to religion, and why are at least three quarters of the players who were on the Zoom call upset? Brett McMurphy uh, breaking the story. Uh, Brian Mullaney did get two players late last night. Well, no, not two players. Two people who were on the call. I assume they were players, but maybe there were a few other people. Uh, The alleged comment uh, that those two told Brian was, what do we say to outside people who ask us about hiring an LDS person from Utah? We tried that in the past, and it didn't work. Now, that's two people. And when they do the investigation, well, other people say other things. Apparently, there's no recording of the Zoom call. How does everybody remember it? All of that to be sorted out by the investigation. But uh, Blake Anderson's press conference uh, getting overshadowed. Well, I don't know if it's true. I don't know what she said. But if that's what she said, it says that you're a bigot and it's okay to be bigoted against Mormons. Uh, my only goal for Blake Anderson is that he converts. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Man. Seriously. Why not? Why not? Why not? I mean, if you're going to say that and Frank Miley is not going to get the job, because he's and what about the they said stuff about Polynesian I don't know what was said so I am not convicting anyone have have the investigation let's wait to find out what was said I don't know any of that I have a hard time believing this and I just got a message from a hardcore USU fan says that she knows the woman cannot believe she said that I cannot believe it either she's been there for 20 some 30 years in various capacities Mm -hmm. Uh, but at the same time, as I said on television last night, we're all kidding ourselves if we don't think there's a great gap between the Mormons and the non-Mormons. There's a reason why a Mormon hasn't been elected as Salt Lake City mayor in 40 years, nor will they ever be. Because those people there, they're not going to allow it. Forget it. There's forget a- it. Absolutely forget it. I mean, and we, it, it, it's like the whole the racial thing. If we, if we ever came to the table and had real discussion rather than just finger pointing and playing victim and this and that and all the stuff that goes on, if you want progress, you need to have real discussion. All the issues need to be out on the table, not just some. And this is an issue in our community. And to me, I had no idea. I didn't grow up here. When I moved here and, and at the Tribune, when I saw the, the massive divide between the people who were LDS and the people who weren't, oh, what the hell is this? And it was amazing to me to watch it. And now I'm used to it. Now I don't care. But it's out there. 
But if there were one incident in all your time here that would underline the massive divide and how much people make a gazillion assumptions about somebody else based on where they go on Sunday, it'd be yeah. you going to the bathroom in Las Vegas. Yeah, up on the D- concourse there. DJ, is he or isn't he? Some guy going to the bathroom right next to you. Like, now? We have to know now. The divide is that great. Yeah, who cares? I got a Coke Zero to lose here, In people. In this moment here, I need you to answer the question. <laughs> I need to know. I mean, David James, I make fun of you all the time, but I couldn't care less what your religion <laughs> is. You're a fine person, and we have a lot in common, and that's all that matters. And yet, PK... DJ, is he or isn't he? While Let me wash taking... my hands first. <laughs> While you're number one. And all right. That's a true story, by the way, people, if you're new to the show. That was a hilarious story for several years. Kind of let it go. That was, what year was that? Like 2005-ish? Oh, yeah. That was in the early days. Yeah. All right. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Hashtag college football. Well, the big upset in college football was LSU beating sixth-ranked Florida in the fog, dueling field goals through the fog late in the game. And LSU made a big one, and Florida didn't, and that's that. LSU with just 54 scholarship players. Number six, Florida out of the playoff conversation now with two losses. And they got to play Alabama, so third loss coming in the SEC title game. Uh, and 17th-ranked North Carolina put it on Miami, 63-26. to 308 yards rushing and two scores for Michael Carter in the win, who was uh, – it was hard to know if he enjoys uh, running over people or running away from people more. He seems to enjoy both. Well, and the other guy, Williams, got like two and a half. Yeah. 550 yeah. yards rushing. I was, was going to say it's – That's just a staggering just... amount of yards on the ground against Manny Diaz. We thought BYU – rushed well. He was the defensive coordinator at uh, Texas. There were jokes. And these guys yeah. did it more. Mac Brown fired him for the performance that he had against Taysom Hill at BYU, and Mac Brown just goes down and does the same thing to him. 550 yards on the ground. That's just startling. Air Force is jealous. North Carolina, 63-26, but that's not the blowout of the weekend. Your Devils getting Kevin Sumlin fired at Arizona with a 70-7 route. Yeah, I don't know that the Devils got him fired. I mean, that was the final nail, obviously. He was he sucks. I mean, then they thought it was a great hire. Uh, and, and 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 I you know, I follow some ASU guys on Twitter and they went back and and uh, regurgitated those tweets. That's why I always delete mine. And they went back and uh, had some wow, the Cats hired someone and look who the Devils got. What were they thinking, you know, blah blah blah. <laughs> Just I I've never seen anything like it. The very first the opening kickoff all the Wildcats went to their right, and Taylor, the kid who returned it, he went to his right. So all the Wildcats were on the opposite side of the field. They were on the other side of the hash marks, and he just ran down the sideline. And all those turnovers, seven turnovers, you know, it reminded me of the Vegas Bowl between Utah and BYU, only on steroids. Hmm. Devils had uh, seven drives that started, scoring drives that started in Arizona territory. I mean, it was, it was crazy. Sumlin's not the only coaches out. Auburn let Gus Malzahn go. Illinois said goodbye to Lovey Smith after five years. Malzahn had been at Auburn for eight, so I don't think we're going to have as many openings as we had, but we're still going to have a fair number here in well, college football. Just, I mean, it's said I'm writing about Yak. I'm going to send it to you this morning. And BYU needs to be aware because I was uh, doing some 
some legwork last night to find out if Arizona is interested in Kalani. And yes, to a degree, they are. I don't know that it'll get the job. I don't know that it'll be offered. I don't know that it'll want it. But there's going to be interest. And somebody from uh, BYU's perspective said, if I'm Kalani, I should, I would certainly be interested because BYU hasn't extended him the way they did. And he took a look at and saw how they just lavished praise and love over Mark Pope after one season. And so they're going to have to do something here if they want to keep him. Comeback of the night. USC-UCLA, a couple lead changes in the final minute. Trojans stay undefeated. With the 43-38 win, PK, that was a heck of a kick return. And then two throws and you're in the end zone. I mean, UCLA was celebrating with 52 seconds left. They took the lead. Of course, they're celebrating. They thought they'd won the game. And that was a uh, that was a quick strike by SC. Kick return, throw, throw. Celebrate. I'm, I'm flicking back and forth between uh, the BYU game and the SC game. And my wife is watching with me. And she says, man, could you imagine if BYU had these receivers? I said, could you imagine if the Green Bay Packers had these receivers? <laughs> Go get the ball. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Ingles, right corner, penetrates to the left hand, ball fakes, throws an elbow to clear space, can't get a window. Out to Boyan, rotates to Donovan for three, good. Donovan Mitchell, one of the best catch and shoot players in the NBA, buries one right there, 9-5 Utah. Nice high-low pass from Donovan to Boyan, who catches it and in one motion, kisses it off the window and it favors through the lane from Ingles, lays it up and in. Right on cue to our player sound flash. Ingles favors at the top. Two-man game, nothing develops. Clarkson now will come off and favors pick instead. Pull into a three and hit. Utah Jazz beat the Suns in the preseason opener, 119-105. Same two teams play tonight. We'll see if we see more of the uh, stars. For the Jazz, Mike Conley didn't play, and Chris Paul didn't play for the Suns, and Donovan Mitchell played 17 minutes. You get the idea. It was a preseason game, PK. Uh, yeah, as it should be. Pre-game show tonight at 6. Tim Lacombe will be joining Jake Scott. And then the game will tip off at 7 o'clock. You'll have that and Monday Night Football going, so you'll be entertained tonight. Ravens and Browns and the Jazz and the Suns. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. BYU beats Utah 82-64. Richard Harward was 7 of 7 for 15 points and 7 boards in the win. Cougars were really in control of this game in the second half, PK. Did you ever feel like the Utes were going to come back and win it? Uh, Well, they got it down to 6 or 8 there. So, yeah, I thought there was a possibility. But the Tatman, Harward, coming off the bench. And BYU, this is what they should do. I mean, they have got a whole lot of height. And I don't know, they probably are close to, if not the tallest team in the country. I know they're the tallest coaching staff with Burgess and Pope there. And so take advantage of it. And and the good thing for the Cougars, I think you're seeing it. There's a little more uh, development uh, as the team goes on. Get the ball down low as much as you can to the big fella, Harms. He's 7 feet 3. He's got some skill. You can see why they wanted him to be on the team. And Harward is a big-time body himself and he showed it against the Utes and then you also got Kobe Lee who could step out a little bit more but he's a big body so take advantage of this incredible size that you have and then the Utes didn't hit enough shots it's as simple as that on their end and after the game Kristoviak was uh, upset about the rebounding because shots come and go but go get some boards I know but when you're going up against that height for the Cougars BYU should be able to do that just about every game 
Well, they're six and two now after that victory. Uh, Dixie State three and zero after winning in Denver seventy three seventy, and Boise State after beating BYU turns around and beats Weber State seventy to fifty nine. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. So the Cleveland Indians are going to drop their nickname. They've used it for 105 years. An official announcement expected this week, but there are multiple reports that they're going, they've uh, abandoned the Chief Wahoo logo, committed to exploring a new nickname. What will it be? Once upon a time, they were the Bluebirds. I did the Blues, they were called. I did not know that. I knew they were the Naps. They had Nap LaJoy, an old-time baseball name. When he left the team, they changed it to the Indians. So what is next for Cleveland? Uh, Give me a day or two. I was really busy yesterday (laughs) with a lot of different stuff, uh, working the phone, as they say, and writing up my story for this week. So I didn't have time. But give me, uh, give me probably Tuesday night, uh, I'll unveil something. So I'll have it for you Wednesday morning. All right, we look forward to that. Mark your calendars. Because the pigskins was absolutely genius. You're not you going to top that. It. You're not going to top that. That's a big win right there. The yep, chance never... for the fans to still say skins. Everybody shortens nicknames. Unless yeah. you got a one-syllable nickname like Rams or Colts. I mean, in San Diego, people call the Padres, which is pretty easy to say. They call them the Pods. And the Chargers were the Bolts. People don't, want to, people don't want to say 49ers. Devils. Niners, yeah, Devils. They dropped the sun. Sun is too hard to say. Oh, everybody associated, who have any, if you have any connection with ASU, you just call them the Devils. Right. Well, and even even the Indians, they called them the Tribe. It's, uh, you know, if you can yeah. take two syllables down to one, you do it. I'll figure out something. We'll, we'll get it done. All right, Wednesday morning, circle it. PK <laughs> will unveil Cleveland's best new name. Not the one they'll pick, because they'll pick something lesser, but he'll have something greater. All right, What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up in an hour, Kyle Woodingham, media availability. will get his thoughts on the win now that he's watched the tape. And look ahead to Washington State in the regular season finale. And uh, I'm sure he'll get the question, do you want to go to a bowl game? Darnell Dixon, BYU columnist, writer for the Daily Herald, is here at 9 o'clock to talk about the Cougs and their bowl trip. Stay with us, DJ and PK. It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.